Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. It's come to this. We're going all the way back. This turned out differently than I expected. (laughs) I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. This is a movie podcast. When we had talked about doing The Blob, The Seven Scariest Letters in Horror, (laughs) we had talked about uh, doing the 1988 Blob and having, you know, the original as kind of a bonus part of the episode. Right, right. right. But I love the 1958 Blob. I had to give it its own episode. I think so. Is this the oldest movie we've covered? It's got to be. Probably, yeah. At the we top of the list. We haven't back into the 50s enough yet. So Not... this is a great step back there. But yeah, this is classic. This oh, is as classic man. as it gets, right? This is my kind of sci-fi story. Mm. I am so scared by that idea of like, I mean, just how great is this? The name alone, The Blob. The Blob. Yeah. This was that movie. I saw this in the video store. As a kid. Admittedly, it was the 1988 one. Mm-hmm. That face of Donovan Leach, like, pressed into the pink goo. That looked horrifying. And I remembered that title, The Blob, but this was the one that would get played on TV. Oh, yeah. You know, this was the PG original. It's so scary, I think. That sci-fi story always gets me. This shapeless, invertebrate life form. That just consumes. Yeah, the non-humanoid alien life form I love in a movie. Anytime you can give me something different from just a walking, yeah, regular old a humanoid. This thing's just like a like a garbage disposal. It yeah, just consumes, exactly. man. That's so much scarier because there's no reasoning with the blob. Exactly. You know? Any one of those kind of life forms, that's the scariest sci-fi to me. Harlan Ellison writing about blobby stuff. Yep. Scary. Yeah, that, it's very, it's got that Lovecraft kind of nature. Of yes. You, yeah, you, you can't, yeah, you, like you said, you can't reason with it. You can't really fight it. Nothing seems to kill it. It just and it just eats forward. It yeah. eats. It just grows. It's it's reminds me of the uh, Body Snatchers. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of the Lonesome Death of Jody, uh, oh, Stephen man. King that bit creep and creep show. show. Farmers love fucking with meteors. <laughs> that's, that's their All number one nighttime <laughs> occupation. All of them just got to investigate the meteors. <laughs> they, they're going to bring us down. Yeah, with sticks and <laughs> shotguns. and. But all of that horror scares me. Man, the comic version of that creep show segment is yeah. so scary. I remember reading that in the library, just getting covered with this goo, and then it consuming, and then it taking over the town, and then the world. The like, world. The yeah. creeping death. Like, oh, man, that could be it. It's... The scariest thing in horror. And all those movies, I love them. Like The Curse, mm-hmm. Killer Clowns is essentially a blob sure. uh, movie. That's a favorite. Like, there's so many good ones. The Stuff, The Raft. That's oh, the another stuff. Stephen King yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Raft is so scary. Oh, sure. The Raft is basically, yeah, Stephen King doing the blob in a lake. Oh. Totally. This story always scares me, and even in this, the cheapest version. <laughs> I gotta say, I, I, I don't know if scared there. is how I feel watching the 1958 Blob. I'm amused. I, I, I enjoy this movie quite a bit. This I don't is know an... if the pink goo rolling over the photograph of a <laughs> diner 
exactly scares <laughs> you know, me. It's a low budget movie. This was made outside of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You know, this was not bought by. You know, this was eventually bought by a studio, but this was made by people that had never made a movie like this in Pennsylvania. Yeah, ten years before Romero, <laughs> right? Yeah, they made a huge sci-fi movie. Who they'd previously done, you know, Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. Evangelical yeah. TV programs. I feel like the director was a preacher mm. that like was like, oh, I'll also set up a special <laughs> effects shop and make a monster movie. I think that's what people again. If you're not poking a meteorite, you're just making monster movies in the fifties. Movies in Pennsylvania, yeah, man. I think so. What else are you gonna <laughs> but, do? I guess. But I love that kind of stuff. I love that. That's a thing people do. Oh, this yeah. is one of the greatest versions of somebody just making a movie. It gets talked about how low budget it is and as cheap as maybe $110,000. But could you imagine raising $110,000 independently yeah. in 1958? And I, then just, I don't know if I could do that today. Yeah. I mean, without some sort of terrible accident great. to go fund me yeah, <laughs> recovery from. Yeah, that sounds from. a huge number today. Yeah. This was 70 years ago. So that's an impressive feat in itself. Raising that much money to make your giant consuming blob movie, and then it's yeah, it's one of those independent movies that made ten times, yeah, that at the box office. And I always have a soft spot for those movies that yeah. end up, you know, started as the B feature to a to a movie and then became the movie that people were seeing. Made a career for Steve McQueen. Yeah, this like, is our first Steve McQueen. It? <laughs> well, it's his first starring role. Maybe it's our first outside yeah, yeah. of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's our first time sure, sure. talking about him. But yeah, the teenager Steve McQueen. The tw- he was 27 <laughs> when he filmed this. With a cigarette smoke ravished face yeah. of a 55 year old. He's 27 <laughs> in this movie. He looks 37 at the youngest. I mean, that's kind of the great thing about McQueen, right? Is that he looked like a. Like a fifty-year-old cool dude. I guess from he the always age did. Of he probably, you know, probably death. when he was seventeen, he looked the same. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's got the big like birthmark uh, kind of mole on his cheek. He's kind of he's got interesting features. features. Yeah, he's got the weird kind of dirty blonde hair that you don't see in the leading <laughs> man a lot like that. Yeah, well, we recently saw like a double feature of this of the Blob and Bullet, and yeah. I was like, man, it's gonna be cool seeing him ten years apart. And it's like, nope. It's the same guy. Looked exactly the same. Same exact guy, only the fashion change. Looked like that up until his death at 50, (laughs) essentially. Yeah. His 50 at birth. (laughs) Just 30 years of looking the same. I guess, yeah, the trade off is, yeah, you you look old when you're young, but you still look good when you're old. Yeah. Like, if you're a movie star. Harry Dean Stanton is like a cool guy that looked 70 for 50 years. Mm -hmm. That's a weird window. It's a cool. character actor thing it's usually not a leading man usually, yeah exactly it's it's a strange uh yeah like he's a cool celebrity a unique weird guy that's a that's a bold statement that steve mcqueen is a right, cool right. celebrity but i don't know he's kind of james dean was a little uglier than mm. mag than the, the iconic images of him have made him out to be little weird features and mcqueen has some similar weird features but he's also undoubtedly the coolest guy in the room he's just got that so this is yeah, seeing him as kind of teenage, teenage. What was it? Even Stephen McQueen. He's Stephen in this, yeah. Little Stevie McQueen, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Little Stevie. Little Stevie. Uh, he's great in this thing. <laughs> he's really great. He's really funny in a lot of it in the beginning, especially. Yeah, he's got the he's got great uh, 
presence of just yeah, like I said, it's just a presence that you just want to follow this kid around. Yeah, there's a reason he became a star, right? Yeah. And but this movie has like a fun kind of teen presence overall, even though they're all like in their mid to late twenties, all twenty eight right? <laughs> year old teens. This is a uh, in a world of late old old teens. I don't think they were high. Like I just think that's how it was in the fifties. <laughs> you just had guys who worked for studios, or in this case, yeah, yeah, probably the local town. It's like, that's who came out to be in this movie. Yeah, there was like no name actors in this movie, right? When it was made. Not that I... None of these people were were yeah. previously in stuff, I don't think. No. They all got pretty good careers, a lot of them. But this is a cool independent film. This is like making, you know, Billy Jack. Mm. <laughs> Going out and making your movie and it just catching on at drive-ins. And that's that's awesome. It's good. I mean, we've seen a few of those monster movies from the 50s. We saw them... With the giant oh, yeah. ants, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like those old movies, but they're really they're they're just corn dogs. And this one elevates beyond the corn dog of, of the monster. There I think the scares are real. Once the blob has crashed into Earth and the dumbest nearby farmer <laughs> has to go see it. It looked like Lloyd Bridges. Just like yeah, it's just like the curse. It's just Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I bet this guy, I bet that actor, if I looked him up, has played like a dozen other old farmer inspecting something in a movie. It's a great role for this guy to fill. (laughs) Lloyd, he did have crazy Lloyd Bridges there. Yeah, he looked crazy to me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's what it's like. That guy was probably an actual farmer, and they were just like, you've poked things with sticks, right? Yeah. All right, come in. Poke that goo. Yeah. Poke at that goo. Yeah, poke it good. When the meteorite that you're poking at cracks open and there's goo inside, get that too. Yeah, get Mm. a good poke on. I always hate the moment that it cracks open. Ugh. Anytime there's a big egg meteor like that in a movie and it cracks open, <laughs> it's, it's always like never good. Yeah, it's, it's a just, face hugger or something in there. Yeah, it's never <laughs> good, man. And once that blob grabs a man, every time it showed the blob, honestly, I was not the the first when effect eating his yeah. hand and oh, the first effect where it crawls up the stick onto his hand. Yeah, looks really good. Yeah, man, he got way too close to that goo, though. And you could just tell it's like burning him and, and eating him God. up. And he's like yelping and whimpering. And yeah, I felt for that old man. <laughs> yeah, like, he's someone help him. Someone help this guy. It's it. <laughs> that's why it's creating that on horror, him. right? You know, really early. And the atmosphere it builds is really good with all these great matte paintings. Mm-hmm. It was a cheap movie, but they did some beautiful work that's the important thing this is a beautiful looking movie this is one of the most colorful vibrant movies that is deluxe technicolor you see that raspberry jelly yeah as it grows but all these shots these uh these towns it looks really good it's a vibrant movie they know what they're doing they've got the the three friends one's like in a bright blue one's in a red you got mooch in the stripes i think that's mooch Oh, the, the, the Jets <laughs> Mooch, friends sure. that they run into. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, like I said, it's really think, cool looking. Think how surprising this was. Think how many years this must have ran as black and white. Yeah, exactly. Once it hit TV, like decade later, suddenly everybody <laughs> realized how colorful everybody was. And yeah, if you don't know any better, you think the blob from 58. Yeah, it's going to be one of those tarantula. Sure, sure, sure. The, you know, the giant Gila monster <laughs> kind of level of movie. And but they actually write like pretty smart characters, 
pretty dialogue's pretty funny the interplay's pretty good the yeah. relationship between steve mcqueen and and the, the gal she's jane. really good right jane off the bat is really great jane puts steve mcqueen in his place man. yeah right in the opening scene when he's calling her janie girl and she's like <laughs> it's just jane and <laughs> yeah. he's like ah Got Jade's it. a She's great strong. 1958 female, yeah. especially in a movie like this. Yeah. It's insane that they're actually putting any attention to a character like this. There's actual attention to some characters in mm-hmm. this movie. You really didn't get that. Usually in these other kind of effects sci-fi movies, you get a lot of like science talk. A lot of scientists. Yeah. That's usually how you fill time in those in between the effects. That's there's not a single scientist in this movie, no. is there? No, they, this they is never just go to like a get lab. More and more scared. Yeah, yeah. Before they find out the military's coming in, like this is becoming a apocalypse movie, mm. and it's that's kind of that lurching dread that this movie is the precursor to something so much worse. Is there's what kind of scares me about. Not it. to jump ahead too much, there's just a line of dialogue at the end where the police guy's like, "It's killed forty or fifty people so far." I was like, "What? <laughs> when did that happen?" <laughs> that thing's been getting you bigger. see you see it kill about six people, maybe some mechanics and yeah, all that stuff. Only, but even the dog gets away. So many locals. Where does forty fifty out of it? Once you Suddenly see the, how Michael big Myers. the blobs gotten, yeah. you can put together oh, how blob. many people that it's rolling over. I guess like so. The worst Katamari domacy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just it no, it just consumes human bones. Yeah. Oh. That's what you get a lot of in the remake is the seeing <laughs> the people in the blob getting eaten, which is good. So oh yeah. The remake shows the uh the this one, it's just effects like, that, that this didn't have. It's just like they look off camera like, it's eating him whole. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> I don't know. The bigger it gets from our humble beginnings of the Burt Bacharach theme song. Oh, Iconic, oh, yeah. right? You talk about, yeah, iconic. I, <laughs> is there a better monster movie theme song How than catchy. that? Oh, man. It's We're going to play what, it at the end. For yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have it at the end. It's, it's so gold. Good. It's gold. This actually was like a charting song. Oh, it better be. <laughs> you know? This 1950. Was, this is like a sock hop the, to intro your don't monster movie. the B movie. side would be, but <laughs> <laughs> beware I, of the blob with the with the cheek popping. Yeah. The iconic pop, song. Ba-dum, ba-dum. Yeah, it's got that great Burt Bacharach bounce. You're just like, dan- yeah, you're just like dancing in your seat. And a great animated intro. Yes, love animated intros. So this movie just is clicking on so many of these levels, and uh, yeah, the fact that it's made outside of the Hollywood system always makes me root for a movie more. True. Yeah. Like definitely. every win and every shot that is like, oh, that was actually really good, just kind of makes me love it even more, and. I don't know. I love a good farmer <laughs> poking something gooey with a stick. You get that. You get the kids I hot love rodding, right? Adults never believe in a single thing that the teens are saying. Yep. I love the calls into the police where the dumb cops are like, You stupid pranking kids. <laughs> I love too many movies that have these exact same chain of events. Oh, I, yeah. I take that bait every single time. There's Killer Clowns is the exact same story. It's essentially as the, the blob. same movie. Yeah. The same plot. <laughs> I know. There's a great scene of Steve McQueen and the cop kind of having some banter in the car in the beginning and he's so funny. It was yeah. like a really funny scene of Steve McQueen just being like, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. What's going on? It's like a lot of <laughs> trying to play dumb. Great and he's like in the middle of the in the middle of the intersection having just raced backwards yeah. in front of this cop. Yeah. He's like, I yeah, just uh, wait for the light. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've seen so many really bad like teen racing movies and teen horror movies that seeing actual whatever 
38-year-olds interacting as teens. <laughs> like, the dialogue and interplay between all these guys is all really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like, these were fun characters. These movies never have fun characters. They're always just town filler. Yeah, yeah. Waiting for the cool effects. Like, we put all the budget into the ants. We're just going to get some guys and some scientists. Exactly. No science talk in this movie. It is a tight 80 minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. With no science talk. There's not tons of effects, but it's an entertaining movie. It just yeah. gets better. Every time I see it, I, I love The Blob even more. I know, I've seen it a handful of times now. Yeah. And yeah, watching it again today for this uh, for the podcast, it was just like, yeah, this is just a good time. This is just like right? fun stuff. You have fun characters. They're, they're, uh, the doctor and the nurse, they get taken out by The Blob pretty quickly. Oh, the doctor and nurse scene is great. And... Uh, you have the laser that disc of it scary. that has the yeah. shot of the blob, the POV blob shot coming up the on nurse. the nurse. Yeah, I yeah. that nurse is like, I'm I'm scared. Yeah, <laughs> she's getting backed it's into a corner. Good. Yeah, that stuff's scary to me, man. Ooh, acidic ooze backing you into a corner. That's like my nightmare. I mean, we all played like you know the the Hot lava. floor is lava, right? <laughs> yeah, floor is yeah. lava. All the Literally, black tiles floor, are lava. The raspberry jelly is lava. That was serious stuff, man. Yeah, and don't touch it. But there's, it's a town with also weirdos, like boring oddballs, but also weirdos. There's some dialogue in this movie that's out of a Jim Jarmusch. <laughs> or, we know, got the Lynch old lady kind of who interrupts their crime scene investigation when they're in the doctor's office. And she's like, I'll just clean up around the fingerprints. And he's like, no, ma'am, we, no, get out of here. Yeah, there's that weird party they go to to try to warn <laughs> That was like a David Lynch party behind a <laughs> yeah, door. I'm telling you. And they never go in. They're like, uh. It's something it. illicit is going on. But yeah. it's like there's opium being consumed. Or people are acting weirdly cheery. Yeah, it's got this it's like. It's like this Alice in Wonderland kind of vibe. It's man. got this small town like kids and cops know each other on a first name basis kind of vibe. But then also 200 people are at the midnight movie. Watching oh, yeah. Daughters of Horror with Bella Lugosi. <laughs> like, why is that theater so packed with people? <laughs> right? Yeah, and then there's yeah, there's drug parties clearly happening. <laughs> there's clearly a swinger party happening yeah. in this town. Like it's a weird movie. Like it populates this whole weird town with weird cool people. <laughs> the very <laughs> Italian diner owner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the cops and the police and firemen are weirdos. The the one fireman who's just like. <laughs> The blandest that's the, dude. That's the guy that seems so bland that he has to be doing like, this is how Jim Jarmusch has everybody act. Yeah. Like, the guy just with these dead pans of like, the diner's on fire, just, Bill. That would, yeah, that one in particular. <laughs> yeah, you're the fireman. <laughs> yeah. And how do just you suppose going, we uh, put fire. that out? You got any suggestions? I don't know, man. That's kind of your job. I mean, that, that guy's delivery is the exact kind of delivery of every line in Dark Star. Right. Like everybody's lied. And I don't know if it's intentional or if they're just like, yeah, that weird guy that looks like Radar from MASH. <laughs> he can read a line, right? Ooh, turns out, no. It's in the movie, though, because we only have so much money. And this town is weird. Everybody's an oddball. And the scariest acidic terror just keeps getting bigger. When it, an air raid siren goes off in a town, yeah, that's... One of the scariest. Man, they do all the sirens at once. They yeah. go to the siren center and just set they everything off. Layer it. Man, that would be so scary. That's also really. There's just yeah. There's sirens so many start going off. Weird in the middle little of bits. the night. There's like the old man who's 
going to go out to be the volunteer rescue, and then the, he's like, fire? I don't know which hat to wear. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to put his clothes on. The old World War One vet putting on his <laughs> giant fire hat and his big old baggy fire pants, saving the town. Yeah. You got the one cop who's clearly a World War Two vet. Probably killed a lot of guys. The Andy, Who's like they're the, just trying to they're trying to push my buttons. <laughs> there's the uh, there's the big beefy cop too, like oh, who's playing chess. The no charisma Andy Griffith. <laughs> yeah. Or the uh, he also sometimes he makes faces and he kind of looks like if John Candy had lap band <laughs> surgery. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I could see that. Like a weird John Candy, but again with not almost really jowls, charisma. but not quite. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of like all these people in this movie. Again, love Jane. Mm-hmm. Jane is such a good character. She went on to she was on uh, like Andy Griffith hmm. as a, as Andy's girlfriend. That makes sense. So, they, boom, they saw it. But she was great. Her and Steve McQueen were great. Their increasing fear was really great. Mm-hmm. Even when they just first run, almost hit the farmer after Dragon. Who? Yeah. That kind of stuff. Scary. <laughs> so I love this movie and those shots of the blob getting bigger. The projection room scene yeah. is a horror classic. The theater scene is, is a the classic. The theater scene in a whole yeah. is incredible. Absolutely. The, the colonial where, theater. Where was that shot? Is that all in Pennsylvania? Yeah. Is that all on location? Yeah. They actually do a blob fest every year at that theater. It's still, <laughs> sure. it's still, uh, still around. There? Yeah, God it's in Pioneertown, Pennsylvania, and oh, that's great. Yeah, every summer, I think they, you know, it was on hold the last few summers, but every summer they do a screening. They bring they out re-enact, the blob. They re, yeah, they, the blob's <laughs> looking pretty old these days, but yeah, he's still out. Roll it out of here. They bring out Bella Lugosi Jr. <laughs> You know, and everyone reenacts the running out of the theater scene. No. Oh, yeah. They do like a running of the bulls, but outside of the theater. Because let me tell you. <laughs> That's the craziest scene this in the movie. This scene is sure. insane. <laughs> the theater scene of the blob is nuts. The mass panic when the blob's coming through the projection oh, booth man. into the that theater. That jelly squishing through the projection holes after consuming the projectionist. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Coming in through the vents. Oh. So many shots are clearly someone just squeezing just jam into a... under a door or you know a prop that looks like a door. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's... and then reversing the footage to make it look I like it's if, leaving. I wonder if they have any of the models at Blob Fest. How extensive so. the Blob Fest collection. I hope is. they have like hats like the cheese heads at Packers games, but it's the <laughs> Blob. <big> amorphous blobs. <laughs> any Blob Fest attendees? Let us. I want to go. Please. Someday we gotta go. We gotta set it up. We gotta check it out because the. The mob scene in the blob, man. There were kids in there. <laughs> Women was, and children. There was like tramplings, man. There was like eight-year-olds running in there. <laughs> it really was this like... Was some unhinged mob trampling. Clearly no stunt coordinators on board. <laughs> no, man, Just it, told people to run as fucking fast as you can out of that theater. And for a movie, like you said, set in a small town, we've seen like maybe like 20 different people in this movie so far. There's like... 200 to 300 people streaming out of this theater. Just mob and wave after wave of people falling down in the middle of the mob. People tripping over people. This one lady takes a spill, man. man. Head over heel. And like some people are laughing and other people are like... (laughs) Like, this Because this is not just like shoving quickly out of, uh, you know, the Fillmore at the end of the night, man. These people are sprinting. They're booking it. And they are 
dick to ass (laughs) (laughs) you know there is no room for failure so when one person goes down fucking 20 go down and it is men women and children mixed in like in a a ball of people crazy scene i expect this in like a william smith movie Mm -hmm. i expect this in maybe a later steve mcqueen movie i do not expect this in a regional horror movie you know, made outside of Hollywood. Yeah. So, they nailed it, though. It's crazy, though. And, uh, yeah, we get Radar... Well, man, we get Radar O'Reilly giving the bad news about uh, <laughs> the power lines not taking down the blob. Yeah, the blob, after the theater scene, the blob engulfs an entire diner. Yeah. It basically becomes the pink goo at the end of Ghostbusters 2, just like... Big, yeah. That's basically... Ghostbusters basically 2 is... Ghostbusters I'm just now realizing it's essentially yes. a blob remake. Those sons... <laughs> God damn it. That is why... This movie is so important. It has given this idea so many different legs and so many slime. different forms, man. Yeah. And they get... Somehow this diner has a basement that they can get, get trapped in the basement. Sure. And then, yeah, this movie, again, like... Another weird, all of a sudden, they're basically in the basement, like, preparing to die. They're just like... This movie gets heavy. It's like, well, this is this is it. <laughs> this is the end of yeah, the road. I'm like going to hug you and Steve your and Jane, young brother. Her, her little brother, who gets to have this great moment of, like, sh- shooting his fake cap gun at the blob yeah. and then throwing his pistol at it. That like, a he's a kid. stressed out cop, but he's wearing, like, a onesie set of jammies and has a teddy bear. Just a little kid throwing a pistol it's at the funny. blob. It's so Again, weird. just a kid. Uh, clearly just a real kid that they were <laughs> like, just play. We'll, we'll get you doing your thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're all preparing. Like That's why it keeps feeling like the mist. You know, it keeps sure. feeling like this kind of movie because you get these sh- scenes of people that were once strangers all now quietly preparing for death. And <laughs> if you're looking for it, the blob, yeah. man, it can hit kind of heavy. It always gets written about as phony and cheesy and tacky, but the elements of the horror are all right there. The terror is there. So I, this movie's eerie as hell to me. Yeah, the score I, I agree. is eerie. It starts with such a fun, silly, iconic song, but then the atmospherics of the movie itself are really good. Yeah, I missed that song at the end. It's like, yeah, it's such an intense. This, passionate kind of uh, score throughout. It's a the really, strings. really good score. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever really noticed the score much before this. This time, the beautiful colors of the movie and the score were just oh, this is <laughs> this mm-hmm. is an amazing accomplishment. You know, yeah the the blob looks like I mean I wanted a raspberry jelly donut so bad uh-huh. after this movie when I saw the double feature. I, I stopped that. at twenty four donut. Over there on uh, Dutton. Yeah. They were out of the raspberry jelly. Ugh. I haven't gotten The other it. blob kids had gotten there before you. Yeah, man. <laughs> it caused such a stir, as it always does. <laughs> this movie, McQueen got paid like three grand to do it. Oh, wow. Which was good money. That's probably like 30 grand. Somebody paid you 30 grand to be in a globby but movie. But he, did, he didn't like this. Like He didn't like being in this movie, right? Yeah. He he, he was a late convert. It was, he embraced it. Because, again, I don't think it ever was cool. And he's trying to be Mr. Cool. Criterion really revived it, I think. Yeah. This Laserdisc in 1988 was one of their, like, yeah, this is actually a really important movie to cinema history. Right. Yeah. So That's how really I watched it the this ones... morning. Yeah. You, had, you, you watched it on the disc? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It Had is on the, the HBO disc. Max right now sure. if you don't happen to own the Laserdisc version of it. 
<laughs> but if you do, <laughs> but Criterion's like been the ones they released the DVD of it in 2000. Decade later, they released the Blu-ray of it. Yeah, so they're they really knew. the ones that have been promoting this as an important movie, and it caught on deservingly. Well, like I said, it's like yeah, maybe you didn't even realize how important it was until you start thinking of all the movies after it that yeah. had these qualities. This has influenced so many things. Just the name alone. Yeah. There is not a movie called The Blob. I love 50s sci-fi movies because they're all, like, the titles are always something unintelligible, like, The Beast with Five Fingers. And you're like, yeah, what? <laughs> like, sure. Yeah. Or there's one I love called, like, The Thing That Challenged the World. Sure. Just like, just like fighting right. the world but it's or it's like yeah the beast from twenty thousand poopas yeah like, i don't even know what that is like, what are we doing so something about just like the blob yeah and to then the to point. know like even the same kind of plot of the terminator the t-1000 i was gonna say what if the terminator got bigger every time it killed someone <laughs> yeah that's pretty much what the blob is yeah but it's the same thing that lack of reasoning yeah it doesn't care it just is gonna consume right it's on its mission so that is just a really scary theme in general for me. And I think The Blob did it really, really well. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why it went from the B picture to the A picture. But apparently McQueen, after getting three grand, he could have taken a big chunk of the profits. But oh, who would have thought that he, this was gonna be a mm-hmm. this was just gonna be a movie that played drive ins for a few months, right? Exactly. Nothing big. Well, <laughs> then it made like a million dollars. Yeah, that is one of the biggest independent movies in cinema yeah. history, you know. So, yeah, he later came to embrace it, which... I would hope so. Yeah. Why wouldn't you, right? This you know. is this is a movie to be celebrated. Absolutely. This is so good. I mean, it's it's not scary, scary. The, airmen, the kids could see this movie and be scared. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if my dad saw it when he was seven, he would have been scared. I'm sure at the time it had an effect, yeah. And obviously it still has its fans, Yeah, and I'm a fan of it. And I feel like every year I get older, I... I like these older 50s movies and, yeah. and earlier even, you know, b- more and more. I don't know. I just get into the atmosphere, the soft focus of everything, just the oh, kind yeah. of, you I've know, gotten, I've, I always like on the fall. laser disc, you can kind of still hear like the film. Oh yeah. You know, running kind of sound. Love it. That kind of staticky, <laughs> like old theater sound. Yeah. I really I like fall that. more in love with these 50s and 40s movies. You know, I always go through big universal phases mm-hmm. just how getting fall in love with how beautiful all those sets looked and those the horror of it all really resonates with me more now you know the yeah. horror of stuff from hammer we should do more yeah we got to do more of those like 30s 40s universal yeah movies. The, the horror does really hit you get this really great base level of horror because a lot of it was made pre-code mm-hmm. and <laughs> there was only so much you could do so much you could imply and so you're really seeing horror at its barest. Like, what can we? What are the basic things that scare people? Right. So the kind of ways they worked around that. I'm sure there was gra- probably more graphic cuts filmed of people taking longer to get consumed by the blob. I'm sure there's a longer cut of the projectionist getting mm-hmm. swallowed. But those quick cuts that they do, there's an effectiveness to them. Like somehow these people that made educational short films and Billy Graham specials made a fucking <laughs> great sci-fi movie. I love it. They raised money to make a sci-fi movie by ma- by making evangelical biblical. But shows. that's what I mean. Yeah, it feels like there was a time when it was like, well, you want to do something that'll make some money. 
Make an alien picture. Make a sci-fi yeah. horror movie. I mean, is that so... A drive-in... Uh, that's like Lustig making a couple porno movies to make enough money to make his horror movie. Yeah. To do his grindhouse thing you know, that he wants to do. It's Scorsese doing Thriller. <laughs> you know? Sure. <laughs> making your money to do your pet project, right? He did Last Temptation of Christ with that Thriller money, right? <laughs> that Thriller money, you know? <laughs> Wait, was that Landis who did Thriller... And then Scorsese did the bad video, right? That's even worse. The bad video. Have you seen that thing? Yeah, man. Scorsese, I think, did the bad video. You got to make your money to make your projects, man. Wow. Cassavetti's had to act in the fury to act right? to to make uh, love streams, you know? These people, I don't know what their intentions were well, with the blob, man. And then McQueen did, like, Western TV after this. Yeah, he right? wa- wanted For- dead or alive. Yeah. He probably got the contract because of this. And then started, yeah, doing The Great Escape and stuff. Almost cr- I think these people were supposed to do other monster movies with McQueen, so I don't know. It was mm. a matter of him growing immediately bigger than that contract. Yeah. And th- being let out of it or them just not wanting to work with him or what. It, but it, he his star yeah. blew up immediately. It must have been yeah one of those things where someone in Hollywood just grabbed him and was like we're we got we're taking this. Yeah, one. this guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's a you know he's Rick Dalton man. It is yeah. It's going it really on. yeah. The more I like uh, did some research into McQueen and stuff, I was like oh this is this is tw- Tarantino was doing McQueen yeah as Rick Dalton like exactly. this is what happened if yeah if Rick Dalton didn't you know or if McQueen didn't, didn't get, get the great, the great escape, escape right, right? yeah. He, he does, flames out after Wanted Dead or Alive and then gets TV. And then he's doing heavies, one spots. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Instead of starring in The Getaway and Junior Bonner and mm-hmm. coming an icon. So, he was, yeah, he's doing McQueen. He's doing alternate path McQueen. And, That's uh, cool. Yeah, man. The Blob works, though. And if you want to talk about relevant to this day for a movie made in 1958. Mm-hmm. One of the last lines in this movie, when they find out that you can combat the blob with a fire extinguisher, yes. the CO2, oh, the yeah, cold. Yeah. It, it, it does, yeah. It's, it reacts negative. <laughs> it's <laughs> one the, weakness is cold. Yeah. It yeah. hates the cold. And I love, we get the one shot of Steve McQueen, like, hitting it with a fire extinguisher, and it's kind of going up the stairs, like, all right, all yeah. right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like retreating, but it's just kind of blobbing upstairs, like, Jesus. It doesn't move that, yeah, it can't move that fast. Yeah, like, he only has one speed. It's yeah. either retreating or advancing. But yeah, it's speed, very, yeah, right? like, all right, I'm going, I'm going. Jeez, So then we get ass. the great, like, the guys looking at it, it's like, you know, like, what really talking dourly about the future. Like, <laughs> the thing is eventually going to take over the world because it's being flown by the military to the Arctic. Yeah. As the whole town is running gleefully towards it with fire extinguishers. <laughs> yeah. Like, all the people that Word got out. they got trampled at the <laughs> at the movies but are all like only we the CO two. Only the CO two. Yeah. They're very clear about that. Phil, only the CO two fire extinguisher. You die from something in one of those. Is this whole town gonna be dead of just CO two canister fumes? You can see them floating around. Yeah. <laughs> When McQueen and them are all talking at the end, it's just shrouded in white smoke. <laughs> I love how time. they get out of the diner basement. That the diner's still presumably on fire, and they're just like, "Oh yeah, diner's just on standing fire, right though. next to it." Just like, "Well, I want to thank you, Jim." And yeah, I didn't think uh, we'd get out of there. That makes two. Get away from the diner! <laughs> it's on fire. These people say their Move names away. a lot. Yeah. Oh, it's all well, Dan. <laughs> That's the most. At least Danny's okay. So this is a. I've said this is a professional movie. This looks great. This was an impressively filmed movie. This looks very well done. 
the most independent regional horror movie feature of this is everybody saying each other's names a hundred times every sentence basically every sentence had somebody's name in it like this is a person you could tell right in the script yeah you got to pad that i mean at 82 minutes it needed it, it still felt kind of slow and you some got parts. to learn the names of you, everyone yeah <laughs> and steve mcqueen was steve so it makes it easy for us made it easy yeah. right steve and jane great yeah classic <laughs> but so yeah, these are these are name dropping people in this town, but we get a in you talk about relevant to today, we get a classic <laughs> end line, man. This is a shocking end line because the military is helicopter flying this frozen blob down to the, you know, the southern hemisphere, yeah, down to the Arctic. He says, "Do you think it'll ever return?" <laughs> As long as the Arctic stays cold. <laughs> Go, boy. <laughs> was that, that wasn't a thing in 58, right? I don't know. People knowing the Arctic might not be cold Doesn't forever. feel good in 2022. But it does sound, yeah, it's like one of those like, well, <laughs> as long bad. as uh, the Arctic stays cold. As like, long as this one thing happens. Shit. Well, uh... <laughs> hate to so, tell you, yeah, Steve. That's our closeout line. Just leaves us with a big... But then it does do like the the end credit and then a giant question mark. We do get a question mark. The question mark at the end. So I was like, did, did they know? <laughs> did they know? Is the blob down? Is this an actual documentary? Yeah. Is this something that happened did, in the backwoods there, of... Yeah, did they throw an environmental message in right at the end? Once you combine the films of Romero, there are a lot of movies that have been made about things being kept secret in rural Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's enough a lot of sm- ecological disaster. A lot of ecological disasters <laughs> that can really affect the future of mankind yeah. being kept secret in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Towns being destroyed in these movies. I do like also the military's like our first contact with alien life. Dunk it in the ice. We don't want anything to do with Take this. Take that shit <laughs> to Antarctica. <laughs> Were people going to Antarctica in 1958? Or they're like, you know what? We don't know much about it. This thing can fucking find out. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know our Antarctic expeditions dated back that long. Well, the real tragedy is that the blob uh, got crashed into by the thing. And those two two (laughs) aliens teamed up. Did the blob become the thing? This alien being kept in storage for who knows how long? A thing from another world came like out the right cold. around this time. The thing doesn't like the cold God, either. Why do all these movies kick ass? <laughs> why is this such a guaranteed great movie idea? Man, this is like uh, my favorite genre of movie, I guess. Blob I guess so. live in ice eventually kills mankind. Question mark at the end of the end is a guaranteed like... I love it. Chef's kiss at the end. I love it. I love the question mark. I mean, we all got to go. I guess (laughs) if I got to go, like being just engulfed by a giant mass, like whatever. But an alien mass, at least. At least an alien mass, right? Just a thing just stripping our planet for parts and just like, (laughs) let the the blob consume the human flesh and we'll recycle the bones. Would it just cover the whole earth? Is that eventually? I think that's the plan grows so big that it then just consumes the world it challenges the world damn blob right it's this weird kind of <laughs> i don't know it's such an odd concept it's like yeah might as well die that way i guess what else am i gonna die of just like bone cancer that sucks <laughs> right. run, run over in the street by blob probably only bad for a few seconds I mean, at that point yeah once he's giant once he's 40 to 50 people in ah. <laughs> The next 50 people probably don't have it as rough. 
But then you find out you're slowly consumed over the course of like oh, two yeah, years. Oh, yeah, that's a bad thing. If it's like a Sarlacc pit, <laughs> yeah, exactly. the blob suddenly sucks. The, the pain if is immense. See, that's the Harlan Ellison element. If you're left alive for just hundreds of years being kept by the blob's metabolism, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bummer. That's what that's what I'm sitting there when I'm third row looking up at this movie. Yeah. Like a colorful fireworks display. I'm just thinking of this existential dread of like just looking over your shoulder and so the are projection booth. Just alive in Antarctica the whole time the blob is being kept in stasis. Ooh, these yeah. people in a state of being partially consumed. But be ugh. That would be crazy. That kind of stuff is I've been thinking about for like two weeks after watching the blob. Well, you don't have to worry, Eric. As long as the Arctic stays cold. Go. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it came to this. It did come to this. (laughs) Go see the blog. This might act as a documentary. Yeah. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thank you for listening, and good night. Across the floor, right through the door.